Hello, and welcome to Code Conversations, a podcast series from ECNN Magazine that focuses on interpreting the National Electrical Code. I'm Ellen Carson, Editor-in-Chief of ECNM, and I'm sitting down today with NEC expert Russ LeBlanc to discuss some of the most significant changes to the 2023 edition of the Code, all in 10 minutes or less. Most of you probably already know Russ. He's a master electrician, electrical instructor, trainer, certified electrical inspector, and longtime contributor and code consultant to ECNM Magazine, bringing you some of our most popular pieces of content, including what's wrong here, moving violations videos, and illustrated code catastrophes. So for today's episode, we're gonna be discussing commissioning and maintenance of energy storage systems, and that's found in section 706.7. So Russ, the revision to to section 706.7 involves energy storage systems or ESSs as as we call them. Um, Can you give our listeners a quick lesson on what this equipment is and why it's becoming more popular? Sure. An energy storage system is defined as one or more devices installed as a system capable of storing energy and providing electrical energy into the premises wiring system or an electric power production and distribution network. That's how it's defined. And these systems might consist of batteries, flywheels, capacitors, or even compressed air. These can all be used as a source of backup power. For example, I've worked on several flywheel systems where the flywheel is spinning at a higher rate of speed when the normal power is on. But when the normal power goes out, the kinetic energy of that spinning flywheel, along with magnets, is then used as a generator to produce electric power to provide an uninterrupted power supply while the main generator gets up to full operational speed to provide full power to the building. So the flywheel only needs to provide power for a few seconds, for example, until that generator takes over. Mm -hmm. Providing uninterrupted power to places like an operating room, for example, in a hospital can literally save a person's life. Right. For another scenario, solar and wind systems produce power when the sunlight or wind is available, but not necessarily when it's needed, right? I mean, solar panels Mm -hmm. only work during the day. They don't work at night. Right. And, you know, wind turbines only work when there's wind. Mm -hmm. Energy storage systems like batteries can store the energy produced by those systems to be used when sunlight or wind is not available. Okay. Well, what do you think prompted this particular code change? These revisions were made to align with the requirements found in another NFPA standard. NFPA 855, the standard for the installation of stationary energy storage systems. Chapter six of that standard covers commissioning of these systems. Okay, right. So it looks like this change does relate to performance testing or commissioning of this equipment. So what's the end goal of this revision in the code, do you think? Yep, that's correct. The 2020 NEC only had requirements for the maintenance of these systems, but no requirements for commissioning of them. I think the end goal is to ensure that when these systems are put into service, they operate and perform in the designed and intended manner. The commissioning process would be done after the installation is completed, but prior to the final inspection and approval of the equipment and system. The ESS would be evaluated and confirmed for proper operation in accordance with a written plan by the system installer or the commissioning agent. A written report documenting the commissioning process 
and the results would be prepared by whoever was performing the commissioning. And a copy of that report would be provided to the AHJ prior to final inspection and approval. Okay. So in summary, it seems like this is important. Um, could you go over again, how did the code language specifically change for this section? And then how does it affect electrical professionals, you know, trying to adhere to this requirement? As I stated earlier, the previous NEC only covered maintenance of these systems. Those same requirements were placed in the new subdivision B. The new commissioning requirements were placed in subdivision A. Installers and those agents performing the commissioning of these systems should also refer to chapter six of NFPA 855. For maintenance of these systems, NFPA 70B, the recommended practice for electrical equipment maintenance should be referenced. And of course, the equipment manufacturer's instructions should always be followed. Okay, so along those lines, what does maintenance, the role maintenance play in this change? While there was no technical changes when it comes to the maintenance of this equipment and systems, okay. regular, and proper maintenance of these systems and equipment is extremely important, especially if they're providing life safety functions or critical operation functions. Right, like definitely important applications there. So as you always say, if, if they ever have any questions, it's important to have a professional and courteous discussion with your AHJ to figure out you know, how to apply these code requirements. Absolutely. Well, it looks like we're out of time for today. Thank you, Russ, for sharing your unique insights from the field and industry knowledge with us today. In closing, I'd also like to thank Managing Editor Ellie Coggins and Associate Editor Michael Morris for editing and putting these podcasts together, making this valuable information available to all of our readers and listeners. This podcast is produced by ECNM Magazine, part of the portfolio of Endeavor Business Media Publications. That's it for today's Code Conversation. Please let me know if you have any pressing NEC podcast topics you'd like to listen to in the future. And don't forget to check out our website for great content resources for electrical construction professionals. Thank you and have a great day.